Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Memorial Day Monday, the final day of the 2021 college lacrosse season. Bit of a bittersweet day here, but mostly sweet because holy shit, what a weekend it has already been for the sport of lacrosse. Uh, couple of great semifinal games on Saturday. Sunday, we got Charlotte North leading the Boston College women's team to their first ever national championship. RIT winning a double overtime thriller in the D3 national championship for their first ring ever. Uh, insane weekend, and we get to cap it off with an incredible matchup coming up later this afternoon. The defending champs taking on the undefeated Terps. Let's finish this season strong. Jake, joined as always by Mr. Shitto himself. We've also got Dukes on the mic. Jake, how how you feeling heading into this final day of the season? Uh, bittersweet. Bittersweet. That's the only way to describe it. Um, I mean, there's there's been a lot of lacrosse played. Um, there's a lot of lacrosse ahead of us, you know, what with the the PLL out there. Um, you know, been everybody in training camp. Um, but, but right now, I mean, I, I, I mean, I got my lacrosse fix this weekend and that's another lacrosse. That's another weekend of, of lacrosse that we, that we got our fix. And I, I think that's the most important thing. Um, we all had itches to be scratched and, and they were all scratched. So, um, I, I know, you know, if, if anybody, uh, had an itch that was scratched this weekend, it was, it was Dukes up there, um, you know, front and center, uh, seeing, you know, the action live and, and in person. So Dukes, give us, give us a, uh, give us like a, like a short rundown of like, you know, what the energy was like up there in Hartford. Well, Jake, here we go. Um, so my camera guy, this is breaking news for any crease dive listeners out there. I couldn't make it to East Hartford on Saturday, but tomorrow I'll be on boots on ground in Hartford Waking up at 8 a.m., going to find the best atmosphere of the tailgate. Because really what I'm interested in tomorrow is who has a better tailgate, Maryland or Virginia? Is, there's going to be a lot of people you know, in the DMV area that have Virginia ties, Maryland ties. And, I mean, just looking back at this weekend in general, Maryland made me look like the biggest asshole on planet Earth. They did. Um, they, like, I called out their face-off game. The face-off game rocked. I called out their goalie game. Their goalie decided to save 81% of his shots. Um, so I'm looking, can they do it twice? That's what I'm looking for on Monday. When I'm boots on ground, please, guys, if you guys see me uh, at East Hartford, say what up. I'll be going out on the stands looking for the uh, most rowdy tailgater out there. So make sure you say what up. Dukes, I, uh, I actually I have some homework for you. So here's your assignment. While you're walking through the parking lot in East Hartford, I need you to count up the amount of, um, of those bumper stickers that are the, the crab with the Maryland flag like <laughs> imposed on there. So I, I need you to count up the Got amount it. of those bumper stickers that you see <laughs> while you're in East Hartford. I'm setting the over under at... 6,500 and that's oh. 
I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably smash the over on that one. I haven't really given it much. So I might actually over under 8,500. And also if we're looking at, uh, if we're going to do like that whole Maryland, you know, crabs, all that stuff, I'm interested. I'm going to go around the tailgate and cause you know, a lot of friends are going to be there. You know, uh, I've been talking to like some two players that went, went on Saturday, all that stuff. I'm interested to see, okay, did you play for Mad Lax? Did you play for crabs? Did you play for, play for loonies? That's who I'm looking for. I'm looking for all the friends, where they play, and what, what club, what summer lacrosse club had the uh, most attendees. Yeah, nothing okay. like, I mean, that's, nothing like that's, walking that's around, pretty... nothing like walking around championship weekend and just seeing a group of kids walking by in some crab shorts and you're like, fuck, I got to get away from these kids because even if they're 12, they're all better than me. Um but yeah, so that's uh Dukes will be there, boots on the ground for championship Monday. Uh now before we get to these games and before we get to Saturday's games, um, we are recording so it's 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 Sunday night, so RIT just wrapped up uh their first ever division three national championship. But the main event of the day, the D1 women's national championship, the Boston College. Golden Eagles making their, I believe, their fourth straight appearance in the championship game. Uh, they've been snake bitten on this Sunday time and time again, uh, but finally they've they've got they've got an absolute weapon who goes by the name of Charlotte North on their side. And when you've got Ocho on the field, good things are going to happen for you and your team. So uh, what an unbelievable run for Charlotte North. What an unbelievable run for the Boston College uh, women's lacrosse team. I mean, to think about how much, like, hype. This has probably been the most hyped up women's college lacrosse team that I can remember in quite some time. And it, it, it's not all Charlotte, but, like, like, the hype comes from Charlotte North. Like, she's the one who is breaking the internet every single game with absurd highlights after absurd highlights. Um, and there was just – like a ton of hype, a ton of eyeballs on this Boston college team, um, a program that has been playing in the final game of the season for each of the past four. Um, so for them to come out and, you know, do what they did in the tournament, uh, for them to come out and do what they did against, um, against UNC in that, uh, semifinal game, an unbelievable performance out of them and uh, Charlotte North capping it off with the national championship. So, um, you know, Jake, how, how do you feel about where Charlotte North and this Boston college team, like what they've done for the women's game in terms of just getting, you know, everybody, men and women involved and invested. I just, I think the thing that's so remarkable to me about Charlotte North is there's not a comparable, statistic uh there's there's just not a like a there's not a st comparable statistic in the men's game right like if she she scored 114 points first of all which is fucking wild right you know that 114 points hasn't been done since uh, they i mean chris gray maybe 2019 they, 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 they've been doing it but not they've been like, they've been doing not, it not right in the same way right they, they, they but she's also had over like almost 100 draw controls as well so you imagine you put that together like you know imagine like a face-off guy going like 80 percent and also putting up 100 points is 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 unbelievable um i think that you know for her to kind of 
I mean, she's an unbelievable athlete and just honestly for that program, you know, when we talked to Kenzie Kent, you know, however many months ago, you know, the fact that she chose BC and wanted to, you know, go somewhere where they were like building a legacy and building a program that could compete. I think that, you know, for Charlotte North to, to like take the team and will that team pass the number one team in the country who we did find out that Billy Bitter is at UNC coaching fucking King love that guy. He's like a top 10 all time player for me just because of he's just unbelievable. But anyway, I think that, you know, Billy Bitter, Timmy Desco, you, yeah, those are like my, yeah, those two are like my guys, right? Like I grew up watching those guys. Those are, those are like my, you know, they're my favorite players, but uh, there's something to be said about, you know, having all of the hype surrounding you the entire season. And then you go and you went and you get the, the big dub and you get, you get to hoist the trophy at the a trophy at the end of the season. So kudos to Charlotte North. Um, it's not to say that there weren't, you know, a million ballers in the women's game this year. You know, UNC had some girls who could ball too. Um, and then, Emma and Ward. Then even, and then even BC. Syracuse. Even BC's yeah. Rachel Hall. Just like Rachel Hall in that semifinal game against UNC yeah. is probably the best goaltending performance that we've seen this season. No, no doubt. And then Emma Ward, freshman, absolute weapon on Syracuse. You know, just uh, un- unbelievable. Um, Dukes, I know you got a, you know, you knew about you since you're a Garden City grease ball. Um, you got a bunch of friends of friends who, who were up at BC playing, a bunch of girls who played there. Um, you know, what's the vibe like? Everyone's pumped, right? I mean, BC Women's Lax is turning into an absolute wagon. And, you know, Charlotte North, she's not, she's not a Long Island girl, but it's, she's pretty comparable to be like a step, you know, like Steph Curry changed the game. Um, even if you look at like that 94 Women's Olympic, uh, Women's World Cup, is that what I got right? Mm-hmm. With, you know, like it would be inspired, 92, right? Yeah, 92 inspired generations to play women's soccer. Um, that's what, what like, you got out of Charlotte North. Like, she's a generational talent. Like, she's, she's changing the game as we see it in, in a like, respect that if I hopped in cage right now, you know, 22-year-old Kevin McDougall, put him in cage. I think if you put Jimmy Bitter and Charlotte North in, like, and they both shot at me, Charlotte North will get more by me. I'm confident. I'm confident saying that. <laughs> Charlotte North definitely shoots like faster than Jimmy Bitter right now. Um, I'm scared of that woman. Um, I mean, they just made college lacrosse in general just so fun this year. The whole women's lacrosse, I got a tweet today saying, like, when are you going to cover women's lacrosse like, in like a, like a stronger atmosphere or whatever? Um, Charlotte North is doing that single-handedly. Like, she's making everybody pay attention to women's lacrosse. Um, she made it very exciting. So I, I like to see uh, BC win it. A couple of friends on that team. Shout out Jen Medjid, uh, Garden City girl. I think she was one of the more underrated girls uh, for BC Women's Lacks. And I also got to shout out my girl, Carrie Defoe, uh, Carrie DeFelice, uh, Syracuse defender, couple time All American. Um, she ended her career just not not in the highest note. I know she wanted to, but uh, she had a very strong career. And uh, I know that Syracuse, they're going to be back, back better than ever. Um, Gary Gates got the right thing going on for those Q's girls. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see Gary Gate leaving, leaving Q's to go coach the men's team when, when Desco gets canned. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna go off that, I mean, I don't want to talk about hot seats and all that. I, I, the last thing I want to talk about is the Syracuse men's team. The last, <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about hot seats and all that. But if there was a hot seat for a certain men's lacrosse coach, Gary Gate would be a name that I would be interested in. 
it would be a name that I would be talking about uh, for possible Desco to replace. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it would probably take him winning the national championship with the women's before he moved across the hall to coach the men's. I, I, I feel like that's probably something that, that he'd be waiting to do. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree that Charlotte, like changing the game and single-handedly making everyone pay attention. And then, you know, at, at the same time, like all those other ballers in the sport. So, you know, your, your eye, like you might say like, Oh, like Charlotte North's playing, like, let me, you know, check in real quick. Um, then you're watching Boston college play against UNC. And then you realize that Katie Hogue is an absolute menace as well. Um, you know, she, she had a couple goals in that semifinal game that were just like some unbelievable takes from the low wing, uh, just protecting the stick in tight and then finishing strong right on the crease. And like you watch it and you realize that, you know, now more than ever, I, I think that the, the men's game and the women's game, as far as just like, like the, you know, the, as far as the way that the game is played, like, yeah, there's like a different set of rules and, and, you know, there's still a lot of differences. Um, but talent wise, it is about as, as similar as it's, I don't want to say as it's, as it's ever been, cause I don't want to like disrespect any, you know, of the women's players before that, you know, maybe I just didn't get a chance to watch, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's unbelievable. So shout out to the BC women's team winning their first ever natty. Um, also just got to give a shout out to our guy, Jerry Raganese, because I know it's been a long time coming for this RIT uh, Tigers program to win a D3 national championship. So um, listen, we, we haven't even talked Talk to Jerry about this one, but uh, go ahead and put in promo code CreaseDive at ProAthletics.com, <laughs> and that'll get you 100% off of all your gear because Jerry's probably so drunk right now celebrating that win um, <laughs> that we could probably slide that one by him. So promo code CreaseDive at ProAthletics. It'll get you at least 10% off, and um, maybe we'll be able to sneak some more past Jerry because he's probably on cloud nine right now. Um, also, shout out LeMoyne as well, winning the D2 National Championships. Uh, Jake, Jake I, I, I know you're – you know, I, I, I played D3, but I, you know, I, I don't really follow as much as I, as I should. Um, and then as far as like the D2 game, there, there's a, you know, there's a team right around the corner for me, Chestnut Hill, shout out the Griffins. They won their uh, conference this year, but they didn't make the tournament. Uh, but other than that, I don't really get a chance to watch too much D2. Jake, you, you might be a little bit more of a, of a lax rat than I am. So I, I know that you've, you're, you're plugged in a little bit more, especially with Lenore Ryan. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, any thoughts on that, on that D2 final? Yeah, I, I played with three guys um, who, who all just are absolute weapons. I played club ball with them growing up and they all went to Lenore Ryan. Um, so, I mean, they've got a huge following. Uh, lots of guys from Georgia go up there cause it's a great school. Um, and they also play really competitive lacrosse. Uh, last year, they, I, I believe I was watching, um, I think they lost to limestone in the tournament in a tough one. Um, and then this year for them to make it all the way to the finals, you know, I, I, I was watching my buddy's Instagram story and, you know, shout out Connor Squires, watch his Instagram stories. They had a big old party doing it up, doing it up big for the boys. Um, but unfortunately they fell short to a Lemoyne team who they've lost like seven games total in five years or something absurd like that. So, um, I mean, shout out to the Fens for sure. And Dan Sheehan with that, you know, he's been there, what, like 15 years or something like that. So 
pretty light, pretty, pretty solid program. But um, I mean, Lenore Ryan will be back. Eric Dickinson had like 90 points or something ridiculous, like just a couple weapons on that team. Um, but yeah, I like to, I like to follow little, little D2, D3 here and there. I know Lar- Larson Sundown was a transfer to, uh, I believe he played at Limestone. He, he transferred to RIT and was the set, you know, second leading scorer at RIT. So big pickup for them. But uh, yeah, definitely. Jerry's got the Wagyu beef out. I'm sure he went and got the expensive beef. Um, you know, he's probably grilling that up. He might burn it because he's into the tequila. I know he's a huge tequila guy. So like, I'm sure he's got the nicest bottle of tequila he can. And he is just blasted right now. I'm positive. So good for Jerry. Better for us if you use promo code crease dive at pro athletics. Absolute brilliant ad, you know, just ad read by us right there. I, I got to pat oh, yeah. ourselves just, on the just, back just, there. Just, just sneaking in a nice little hundred <laughs> percent discount. Um, uh, ter- terms and conditions may apply. Uh, Dukes, and any, any thoughts on uh, D two, D three, or? I mean, yeah. The only thing I just got to say is shout out Jerry Reganese. You know, go to Pro Athletics. You know, promo code the crease dive. Um, that's a good ad read, also. But um, yeah, I, Lemoyne. You know, I know last year I remember just being being a part of the class of twenty twenty. I just graduated, hearing about Caden Tubbert. You know, Lemoyne lacrosse player who passed away. Just seeing them get it done for him in general was just, I don't know, it made me, made me my heart warm. Um, just one of those stories you just, like, love to see because you know that, like, those guys were in the locker room. They're always thinking about him. But, I mean, what a, what a, what a fucking awesome weekend for lacrosse in general. Just, like, you get, you get LeMoyne, BC Women's, you get RIT. Um, just, just awesome in general. Yeah, we, we, we couldn't have asked for much more yet. Um, I, I mean, really, one of those games on Saturday, we probably could have asked a little bit more out of Duke, but beggars can't be choosers. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we, we still get one more day of the season. And, uh, I mean, this matchup coming up, the defending champs taking on the undefeated Terps. Um, you know, I, I, I know, like, when we got to the quarterfinal round, you know, th- there was – you know, there were eight teams left and you can make a strong case for any of those eight to be, you know, a combination of any of those eight to be a great championship matchup. Um, you know, I, I think any way you, you cut it after like during those quarterfinals, like we, we were going to have a, a nice, regardless of, of, of teams that were playing um, some good storylines for this Monday. Uh, but I, I think you know, looking back on it now, like I really think that this is the best possible way that it could have shaken up because I, I love the recent trend that we've had in D1 lacrosse where team wins a national championship and then they go right back to defend their crown the next year. So we, we saw it with Yale winning over Duke and then they go back to defend their crown against Virginia. They weren't able to get it done as the Cavs won the uh, the last NCAA D1 National Championship in 2019, and now they'll be taking on a team in Maryland who won. They have not lost the game yet this season, uh, but, you know, still plenty of, you know, not that any of it is up in the air now, but, you know, people just, you know, the the way that they got there, only being able to play a Big Ten schedule, um, and then the run that they've been on in this postseason so far. Like, I I know it would have been great to see Chris Gray and that UNC offense playing on Monday. I know it would have been great to see Sowers and O'Neal and that Duke team play on on Memorial Day. Um, But I really do think that this Virginia-Maryland matchup is probably the best that we could have asked for. Listen, listen, 
I thought about it in my run today. I thought about how, how, how far did you run humble brag for us real quick? It was, I crushed 10 miles. It's not a big deal. I I absolutely, I had a great run. It's phenomenal. Couldn't have, couldn't have asked for a better run or better weather. I thought about Maryland a lot today. Okay. I, I'm allowed to flip flop, right. As a, as a, as an internet personality, I'm allowed to have just wavering opinions. Uh, Dukes just threw his hands up. Fucking asshole. Um, I'm allowed to have, I'm allowed to waver my. <laughs> I saw someone. I saw someone. Oh, okay, I thought you were throwing your hands up at me. I was no, like, no, no, it was a coworker. This, here's this guy. Here, this guy fucking goes again. Uh, no, no, no. So Maryland, the, what I saw out of Maryland on Saturday, they were so up Duke's Duke's ass that nobody in a Duke jersey wanted to make a play. There was, there was just nobody wanted to go to the cage. And if they wanted to go to the cage, they were jammed up in traffic. The Maryland defense played so fucking well uh, that I, if they come out like that, it's going to be an absolute grind for the national championship game. Now, uh, I'm still sus about Logan McNaney's, McNaney's performance, right? Only seeing two shots over 15 minutes. Um, and, and both of them being saves or uh, I'm not even certain of that. Um, so, I mean, that's still sauce, but like, I mean, Maryland was firing on all cylinders. There's nothing that you can't argue that that was an absolute curb stomp. Um, and as much as I didn't want to see Maryland win, I love to see Duke lose. So kind of a big trade off there, but, uh, I mean, we were really set up for, I mean, Anything and unfortunately, Dukes, you called this. You said you said Maryland by five, and it turned out to be Maryland <laughs> Maryland by a lot more than five. So, are you? I guess the question is, are you? Uh, are you Dukes Kryptonite? Well, I'll say this: I did think that if this was a track meet, if this was like you know, like a like a fourteen fifteen game, that it, it was going to go Dukes way, but. Thankfully for Maryland, uh, Duke could not put it in the back of the net, and it was 14-13. So I did say if it went under, it would be Maryland's game. Um, Also, I think that Logan McNamee has got to be, like, the Crease Dive's number one listener. I think he's probably, like, we owe him credit to, like, 50% of our listens because he shut me the fuck up this weekend. Uh, he put, saved 81% he's, he's of his shots. The, he's got the push notifications on every time that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and he just he just has to have it. It's just like you know when when is when is the crease dive posting on Instagram? Uh, that What's guy that Duke's idiot Duke's talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he didn't. And also, like Duke, come on, like all right, as a goalie, like we won't lie here. I mean, he made he he played phenomenal to save 81% of your shots in a college across game. You have to be a phenomenal goalie. But we're not going to lie here and say that half the shots didn't just go straight to his stick. I mean, yeah, he played good. Right, I guess. I, yeah, I mean, we, we, like, we all, we're all on the terms here, right? Like, I still have worries about McNamee. Like, goalies get hot. Goalies play well. Like, I, just because I say he stinks or he sucks doesn't mean that he won't play well once in a while. Now, if he saves 81% of his shots on Monday and Shockey goes above 50% at the X again, those are my two biggest worries, at, like, as a Maryland person being like, yeah, like I'm still worried about their face-off game and their goalie play. If they both played the way they did on Saturday, like who am I to say Maryland won't win that game? Um, I mean, like, because we saw Maryland's defense, phenomenal. They shut down one of the most talented teams, I think, and their offense settled is 
I've always, I, I've said it for the past couple of weeks or past two, three weeks, Maryland six on six offense shut me the fuck up. And they're one of the best teams in the nation. Um, I don't know. I think that, I think that Monday we're going to be treated for a, uh, a special game. Can't, I, I'm, I'm so excited for it. I'll be honest, like as, as a huge Terps guy myself, like I still have a lot of, I don't know if it's like skepticism or what, like it, I'm, I'm not full blown worried about McNaney, but like, I still don't think that he's like, like, I, I wouldn't say that he's the best goalie in this matchup on Monday. I wouldn't say that Shockey's the best faceoff guy in this matchup on Monday. Like you look back at this Virginia team of one of today and the same way that they did it back in 2019, where they're able to ride a hot PD LaSala, just winning them a bunch of possessions right from the faceoff stripe. And they're able to ride Alex road, getting hot as shit between the pipes. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, McNaney played what, like he did what he had to do against Duke. Duke just didn't look very good. Um, and that's like a lot of, that's a lot of credit to Maryland's settled defense. Um, and, and Shockey also looked good. So like, I don't know, like w- when I'm looking at this matchup, like on paper, I would say that like, those are the two biggest like standouts to me where it's like, okay, like Virginia probably has a little bit of an edge at the faceoff strike just because we've seen what Peter LaSalle is able to do on Memorial day. I'd say that Virginia has the edge in, in the cage. And that's like, that's just Alex road being Alex road, like one of the best goalies in the nation. Um, I think what this game like really comes down to, and like, I I know it's, I know it's cliche. And I I know that we always like shit on guys who come on the podcast and come in and and they talk coach speak with us. Um, But like, if if you want to win in May, like it all really comes down to all the coach speak shit. Um, it's all about like winning, like those, all those like little battles that add up throughout the game. Um, and I think what we saw on Saturday is Virginia and Maryland, like proving that those are the two best teams in the country at doing all the little things right that add up to just absolute beatdowns in the end. Um, you know, like just watching Virginia, like again, going back to a guy like Ian Laviano who hustles his ass off on the ride who will always, you know, uh, win those races to the end lines to keep those possessions. Um, you, you look at what Maryland did against Duke where like, like I don't really remember there wasn't like a, a single moment where like, I felt like Duke wasn't getting just out hustled on like every single inch of that field. I think like Maryland probably had, I, I didn't get a chance to like look at the numbers, but I'd imagine that Maryland probably kicked the shit out of them in the ground balls. Um, I'd imagine that Maryland, you know, clearing, um, riding was the better team getting those, those races to the end line. Like if you want to win in May, like, cause every, every team you're playing against has talent, right? Like you look at that Duke team and yeah, like you're playing in February against Mercer you can show up and everyone can like take their pants down, take a shit on the middle of the field. And they're going to still beat Mercer in, in February and March. Like that's just because Duke has the talent even against high point in like the first round of the playoff, like Duke just has way more talent. But when you're playing against these teams on championship weekend, everybody has the talent. Um, So the only way that you can win in May is by doing those little things and like seeing the way that Virginia won against UNC, even though UNC's ride at the end was crazy. Um, but just seeing them just rack up like all those little battle wins, seeing the way that Maryland just like 
like they they just smothered Duke all over the field, especially between the boxes. Like you, it was so abundantly clear like how much more Maryland wanted it between the boxes with their midfielders than than Duke did. Um, so I don't like like they're they're both so evenly matched. They both do all the same like all the little things right. So I will admit that the the advantage in the cage and the advantage in the faceoff strike as a guy who's clearly rooting for the Terps worries me a little bit. Um, you know, Jake, the, the, those little things that, that add up, um, you know, that kind of that gritty mentality of going in there and, and winning all the little battles. Um, is, is there anything that you saw out of either Virginia or Maryland throughout Saturday that leads you to believe that one of them is just firing a little bit harder than the other? I, I think it's difficult to, to – um, I could tell you what I saw in the Maryland and Duke game. I, you know, it's, it's difficult for me to say that, you know, going into, you know, making – you know, it's difficult for me to predict the future, right? But I think that, you know, watching Maryland kick the shit out of Duke, I think what stood out to me was that every time Maryland got on the field, they hustled for every ground ball, they got it, and just you – had, you had just like this vibe – right throughout the entire game that they wanted it more and they were working harder to get there um i i mean yeah like duke gave it to him you know it threw everything with the kitchen sink at but at the end of the day you know there were missed slides there was you know they were trying the force passes there were turnovers in maryland just capitalized on every single every single mistake and you know UVA is the same, you know, UVA did the same thing to, to North Carolina where, you know, every, you know, every, every possession where UNC couldn't get, uh, couldn't get a good shot, you know, or, or they did get a good shot and they turned the ball over, Virginia was on, was ready and they were on the other side of the field. And uh, by God, if Connor Schellenberger is not a Tawarton finalist next year, I will be very much surprised. Um, I think, I think it says something to me about the program at University of Virginia for Schellenberger to know that he's going to get redshirted, still get the COVID season taken away, and, you know, take that next man up mentality and be literally, you know, like not really a true freshman, but like play, like start his freshman year and absolutely just rip it. Um, And to trust that program, right? Because there's not, you know, it's a lot of promises, right? Like, yeah, you're the number one recruit in the country. You're going to, we're going to red shirt you because we have so much talent. It's like, that's a, that's a big promise to make, you know? And I guess that you, you really have to put a lot of faith in that program. And I mean, you, you we talked about it on the pod too, like UVA's defense heated up at the right time. Everything came together. Uh, Cole sauce did Kyle Kologi, um, the freshman, I, I can't remember his name right now, um, but they were absolute. They're all ripping right now. Jared Connors, Jesus Christ. Um, they're all ripping right now. And that, that if, Connor's if, goal was such like an alpha male, like that was just like, Hey, I'm an absolute fucking factor out here that no one has an answer for. Who does that? Like who, who like fading away across the middle, you know, with a long pole top, you know, top cheese. Like that's just so in your face. And he's, you know, he's got like what's like 20 goals on the year and, and 18 assists or something. It's not that, but like he's got, you know, 20 points on the year. That's a lot. 
right? It's, that's, that's Scott Ratliff numbers, he, right? He, so, he would be a, a starting midfielder for several D1 teams in the country. Like as, as a long pole, he'd be... He'd like, be on he, a, a dozen like, man-up teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a, he, he's a freak. And, you know, the, the, it's tough for me to visualize. And again, like we, we had this conversation and it didn't turn out well, but like who's going to stop Jared Bernhardt? Um, you know, he's already got the towards on like, that's, that's wrapped up. There's no, there's no questioning that. I don't think anybody's questioning that, but you know, who, whose, whose job is it going to be going to be to stop, uh, JV one in the finals? Because I mean, he's, he's absolutely playing at the top of this game right now, probably due to all of the slander that he's heard on the crease dive. Um, Dukes, I, I know you're a, a big defense wins championship guy, but, um, you know, what, what are we what are we looking at for the for the finals? What I'm looking for in this finals is who's going to score more goals than the team because I think that's that's got to be the key to the victory. And Brave, it, yeah, that that's the bottom line at the very worst. But also, who who's going to step up and stop the guy that scores all the goals for Maryland? Because nobody has stopped Jared Bernhardt the entire year. Um, I've always. Like last year going in, like we only saw like a couple of times, like what, what Bernhard could do as the man, because we saw what he, what he could do off ball on those championship teams, whatnot. But he's, I'm ready to say he's, he's the best guy I've seen since Pinnell. I saw there's like a little bit of chatter on it on Lax Twitter, but I, I really don't know. I, I've been trying to think about it all week. Who's better than Bernhardt? I really don't know who is. So um, I, I think... I think Bernhardt is the best player in this game on Monday. But I would say Schellenberger would be the most talented. Does that make sense? No, here's where I'll go. Is like that's exact that, that that's what I was stepping into is Schellenberger right now is playing like like who 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 forgot about me? Who who forgot that I was also the number one recruit, that I'm the best passer, the best finisher, and I can do whatever you can do and better. He Schellenberger is ah, I think I'm in love. I think I'm in love with Colin, Connor Schellenberger. I said, big, I said big, it. I, big, big lax crush. I mean, I said it two days ago. I said, I am, I'm a strong man. I'm, I'm not wrong to, like, I'm never going to say, like, I'm wrong, I'm right. But I'm man enough to admit that Connor Schellenberger is better than me at lacrosse. That's a fact. He just, he, he just, that's a brave, passing, that's brave. Shooting, goalie. So he can brave. do it better than me. Thanks, Jake. That, I mean, that means a lot. I mean, he, I know he, you, you don't get enough credit for your bravery. Nobody around here does. And I'm glad that you give me the credit that I deserve because he is top notch. You know, you talk about Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Connor Schellenberger. Um, but this game is going to be the amount of fucking Baltimore Crabs players on these teams, the, the, like Long Island douchebags that are going to be in the East Hartford parking lot. Flits. I, <laughs> so many flits. <laughs> I, I would I would say that there's probably more Philly guys than anything, but that's well, yeah, Jordy. Going, we we were talking about this a little bit. I mean, Jordy, maybe the biggest Maryland guy of all time. How many how many Philly guys are in Virginia? Talk about yeah, the, the Philly the guy. Philly, to, the Philly to UVA pipeline is pretty strong. The, the, <laughs> the Philly to UVA pipeline is very strong, and it, it really does break my heart to have to go into Monday rooting against guys like Docs and and you know guys like Matt Moore and Jeff Connor who you know coaching against them. I've, I've had field days against no big deal or anything like that. Um, got a ride with, with my own guy though, from Springfield, Kyle long on this one, but yeah, I, a ton of Philly guys, which kind of just 
makes so much sense of why Virginia plays the way that they do. Like why they're so like, you know, and, and I would say that Long Island Dukes, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys credit where credit's due. Like you guys, it's, it's a very, it's a pretty similar style of lacrosse where there's like so much talent, but at the end of the day, like the thing that really defines that style of lacrosse is just being like, absolute grease balls and and like just trying to be like the you know the you know just being grittier than the other guy who you're going up against um so you know so it like the way you watch virginia play lacrosse is they're absolutely relentless on the ride they are you know they're able to shut you down defensively um, but then when they get this, the ball in the stick of guys like Jared or not Jared Connors, well, yeah, Jared Connors could also, Jared Connors could play attack, but when they get the ball in the hands of guys like Connor Schellenberger and Matt Moore, um, and they're able to just make, you know, like, like Will Bowen is one of the best defensemen in the nation. He didn't really seem like super relevant in that game on Saturday. Um, so, and, and that just like, that's a testament to the talent that UVA has. So, um, I mean, this game, like all these games are absolute toss ups. And, you know, I, I know that the Maryland Duke game wasn't, uh, you know, the, the final wasn't as much of a toss up as it seemed to be heading into it, you know, nice little 14 to five shit pumping. Um, but you know, Monday's game, just absolute, absolute toss up. Um, like, I, I don't know if, you know, you, you, you could tell me seven different outcomes of this game and i'd be like yep that makes total sense um but yeah uh, go, oh, do, go ahead. do you think do you think that uh i mean we talked about this a little bit on twitter.com instagram.com but we all talk about maryland you know we're talking about their conferences and whatnot but but could maryland beat bama that's what i'm asking that's what i'm asking for how would they do in the sec maryland doesn't have a single heisman winner so i there's there's absolutely Absolutely no chance that they could compete in the SEC. Look, I just like stats. I just like well, I just like stats they, and accolades. They, they've got yeah. they've got Tua's brother at the university, so I'm sure that they could figure out a way to get something scheduled. So Nick Saban, if you're listening to the podcast right now, which I know you are, schedule them, <laughs> you coward. Um, you didn't play anyone, Paul. <laughs> hold up. Speak, speaking of scheduling, though, because so uh, this is. Um, I'm going to go a little off, uh, off subject here, kind of a little bit. Um, Jake, this is something that, uh, that you threw into our group chat on Saturday. Um, a, a very, I would, I would say it's a very valid question. I think it's a very fair question. I would say my answer to it is absolutely no. Um, but it is a, a fair question that needs to be asked. And, and you just kind of threw out there, like, you know, if, if Maryland wins on Monday, and they go down as an undefeated national champion, do you kind of have to put a little bit of an asterisk on there because they only played a Big Ten schedule? And I, I don't think, I don't know if you were necessarily saying, like, if these fucking idiots win on Monday, you got to put an asterisk on there. Like, I, I don't know if, if you were asking it like that. I think it was like a genuine, like, curiosity. Yeah, it was a, um, yeah, it was a genuine question. So, you know, I, I'll, go, I'll go with my take real quick. Like, I, I think you know, if, if this were any other year and let's say, you know, Maryland goes out there 
and like there, there's not COVID. So, you know, there are no restrictions. You could go out there, you could uh, schedule anybody that you want to. And they went out and they just scheduled big 10 teams. And then like on top of that, like they did like, like what, whatever other teams are just like absolute dog shit around there. Then I'd be like, yeah, like that's a, like a pretty sketchy move of Maryland to make sure that they were undefeated in the regular season. And like, you can't really, um, can't really give them like as much credit as you would like another undefeated national, like that Virginia team. And when was that? Like 2005, 2004, what, what was that? What was that undefeated Virginia team? Dukes. 2006 with Matt Ward? Yes, okay, 2006. Um, so I was eight years old? Just, Look at that memory. Just, just a young I mean, lad. But, we're just going to talk about brain. <laughs> unbelievable brain, fantastic brain. Um, but I, I think, you know, the fact that they didn't have any real say over their regular season schedule because of COVID, and then if they were to win on Monday, the way that they would have done it by having to – go to Notre Dame in the quarterfinals to beat Notre Dame, having to put an absolute beat down on Duke in the semifinals, and then having to beat the defending national champs, Virginia in the championship game to go down as an undefeated champ. Like that would not only would they not have an asterisk, but I think that that might be like the most impressive resume of any of the undefeated teams. Yeah. I think that was more of my question. It was just like, you know, cause we always thought like, there's so much emphasis in sports on like an undefeated season. Right. So like you think about like the, like the Auburn football team way back in the day that had Cadillac Williams. Right. And, you know, like they were undefeated and, you know, it's like, you know, they only made it to like, what, like the, what, what bowl was it? You know, it wasn't really a national championship. It was like the, I don't know for, for the sake of, it was the cotton bowl for the sake of, you know, this argument. Right. And then, but like, there's so much emphasis put on like a, it's an undefeated season. Right. So I think that, I think I just asked the question, just to ask the question, like, you know, if, if do you like, you know, if somebody played it, if like if teams played in a bubble, right. Do you put an asterisk on the Wikipedia page? Like, you know, this was played in a bubble. Right. Or like, if you had, uh, you know, does it like, does there need to be like a footnote that said, you know, big 10 only schedule when, you know, it's when they get, you know, are undefeated through the, and I don't, I don't think you do. I think that's just an, I think it was just like a nitpicky question I had to ask, but I, I, well, I, no, I, I thought I, it was a very valid question. Like one that like should yeah. be asked, but my, my answer is no, but like a question. That yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. My, my answer would be no, because you know, they, they're pretty much running through the ACC right now. Um, so I just, I'm, I'm constantly annoyed by such an emphasis on an undefeated season because it happens more often than not. Um, if you were to like widen your, if we widen our scope to like D2 and D3 and things like that, it happens more often than not. And, you know, teams have really, you know, 18 and one, 19 and one, 22 and zero, like it happens all the time. I just, it's like, and I'm also, I'm, I'm going to take a fork and stab myself in the leg if I hear anything more about uh, the quarterback system at UVA. And Dukes made a tweet about it. And I love Carcaterra. Like, he's like the man, right? They, like, I could not, I could not, you could not ask for a better guy to commentate, right? And Anish and Kark and I guess Quint, to have them all there, <laughs> you know, commentating is fantastic. But like, there's a lot of repetitive 
through a lot of repetitive stuff. And it, and it, I guess it's, you know, it's not for us, right. You know, the extra fluff in there is not for us, but you know, it's, it, it gets pretty tough hearing it after a while. And I think the, the I think the average lacrosse fan probably would agree. Um, but I, I always, my favorite part is I always, I always enjoy Anisha's explanation of closest to the ball where the ball goes out. I just, the, when they're, when they're running the ball out, love that. Always, always, you know, always, he's always, always gets it. It always so eloquent. He's just, he's the man. So that was kind of a tangent, but no, no asterisk season. If Maryland wins at all, I, I, just, I don't, I don't, Dukes, do you have a wild take here? No, no, but I, all that's going through my brain right now is when I tweeted that tweet, drink every time that Kark or Anish brings up the, uh, the two quarterback system, me and my friend were pre-gaming to go out and I was like, Hey, can we, uh, can we just like, do, like watch these games and we'll go to like the bar in New York city, whatever. And we legit had a bottle of an unnamed vodka brand. And every time that they, they brought no it, yeah, no, never, never. Hey, Tito's maybe if you guys want to, I mean, I'm down, <laughs> but, but every time they were doing it, we we're just legit playing a game. And I was like, this would be a pretty good tweet, but yeah, I mean, going back to like Virginia's undefeated season, uh, Maryland's undefeated season, no chance. I mean, I've been saying how good Notre Dame was forever. They went to Notre Dame and beat them straight up in overtime. Um, you go, you go, and you play the super team Duke. It, it, did you see that comment by the way, guys, in the uh, Instagram where they're like, this account was like, was like talking about how good Duke's going to be all year. And I was like, wait, this account was wrong about our opinions. Like that, that's not right. Like that, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that hey, could never be. We, hey, we've never hey, been hey, guys, hey guys, Hey guys, Duke was terrible. They made it to the final four. They suck. <laughs> yeah. What a bad right. team. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Down, trash. Down, down year for the blue devils. Um, <laughs> but I do, I, I just want this also on record. I've said, I said it last episode. Um, no matter what, like, if you guys think I'm taking Maryland on Monday, you guys are crazy. I'm taking who's no. all the way. If I go over three on Maryland, I swear to God, you will never see a bigger Terp fan in the country. I will buy a Jared Bernhardt shirt on Tuesday, and I'll be rocking it all throughout the Barstool Sports office. I think, I think that if Maryland wins on Monday after you pick the who's and you pick against Maryland for three straight weeks in a row – I think at the very least you need to go to Jared Bernhardt's first football game next season. So I mean, what, I'll drive what, my bike there. I'll drive my bike there. I'll put that. Hey, wait, hold. Where, where, where's where's he got? Is he is he going back? Fair State. Fair State. Where where State, where even if he goes to Fair State, Michigan, middle of Michigan. It's not. Oh anywhere. no! Oh, wait, oh. bring it. Wait, bring out the bring out the mitten. Where is it in Michigan? Are we are we, are we talking like dead center? Well, I'll, I'll pull, I'll pull up good. This is good. This is good radio. This is good podcast. Great, great, great for radio. Very state location. I'm going to do this and I'll put this on the crease dive Insta. Listen, um, I swear to God, if anyone turns off the podcast right now while Dukes is looking this up, you're a coward. <laughs> and a listener. You're not a true diver. Um, this is crazy how far I got to zoom out. This is uh, crazy. Yeah, you, you look, it's very. Okay, close. so we're, we're, we're like up. You're up a little bit. In the mitten. We're like top right. We're top right. Uh, imagine Jared Bernhardt, top right corner, and then put that top right corner in Michigan. That's where we are. Top left, right. actually. Uh, yeah, top left. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So Dukes is riding his bike to Ferris State for the uh, home opener for Ferris State next season if Maryland wins on Monday. And let's just say if, if JB1 has – 
I mean, three or more goals is like a lock because he's had like five in the past three, but that's, that's just a way to, to make this a little bit more interesting. Um, well, yeah. So I guess dude, you kind of just, just uh, took us right in there. So you're, you're obviously rolling with the who's on Monday. Um, yeah, by five. Who's by five. Jake, who do we got? Maybe. I, mm, I almost don't even want to make a pick because I have not, I have not called any of these games correctly. No, you've you've actually got them all right because you take both teams. Oh, yeah. but you've drilled. No, I, I do take both teams. Let's, let's see if I can let, hold on. Let's see if I can come up with a good like conditional take. Um, you know who to take. There's no conditional take for this. I, I can't even. If, if Maryland wants to win this game, we'll know within the first, I think, eight minutes. Right? They, you, they they, they can come be out. Surprise! If Virginia knows, if Virginia wants to win too. <laughs> That's right, but you you know you gotta you gotta you can't count Virginia out, right? You just you can't count Virginia out. Uh, so it'll be a close one. I mean, there we go. We're skirting the line now. It'll be a close one, probably decided by two or three goals, and uh, it's going to come down to who wants it more. And I don't think I can go wrong with that take. I spoken, but, spoken like a true pro. Right, spoken like a true pro, um, like a diplomat, right? I think my I think my calling was to, to like some sort of international diplomacy, but I can only like half speak Spanish, so not not great for me. Um, I think that ooh, I think it'd be a great story for Maryland to win the game, and I love a good story, right? You know, uh, undefeated, you know, Big Ten schedule, crushing Duke making it past Notre Dame, getting to, getting to the natty. I, was, I think Maryland lines it up for a, for a better story, but UVA is the defending national champs. So, I mean, who has the juice and who has the sauce? That's really going to, you know, what it's going to come down to. So I'm not even going to make a choice. One yeah. last comment. One last comment. One last comment is if Kyle Long really does listen to the crease dive, and he doesn't think shout that's... out. And if he doesn't shout out the crease die for the motivation, I don't know. Like I don't know where where Maryland found the motivation. Like well, I he him. he did. He told Jordy. He said this playoff run is sponsored by the crease dive. Yeah, an Jordy ass. has the yeah. what, a <laughs> what a fucking ass. asshole. <laughs> yeah, what an asshole. That's right. That, that's exactly what I said. What I said. What Classic Philly kid. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So every time, every time Maryland splashes one, I'm like, oh man, I've, I sure Kyle, Kyle Long's running over to the fucking, he's running over to the, the fucking bench. Fuck that Jordy guy in the crease dive, right? And all the guys are like, yeah, they're like high fiving down the line and everything. Hey, what's up, Kyle? Can I get an interview? And he's like, fuck you, dudes. <laughs> you and your it's shitty been, fucking Maryland takes. You probably throw batteries at you or something, like good old Philly spirit. <laughs> Spit on me. Yeah, he spit on you. Well, this, sorry, Jordy. This, Didn't this mean episode, to turn this into a Philly this hate. Epi- this sorry, episode just this sorry, episode Jordy. just evolved into utter chaos and nonsense. Um, obviously, I'm riding with the Terps in this one, but I do think if this game goes to overtime, which I think that there is a uh, remarkably high chance of doing so, because I think that they're just both so evenly matched. Listen, I I love overtime lacrosse just as much as the next guy, but I really think that if this game goes to OT, it needs to come down to a Doc Aiken versus Jared Bernhardt Oklahoma drill. So just a couple of football guys getting over at, at 
the face-off stripe, Oklahoma drill, whoever goes down first, RIP, winner takes all. So um, just a little something for the rules committee to kind of think about. Um, Bill Tierney, if you're listening to this, which I know that you are, kind of just mention that to the to the rules committee. Try to get that. I know we're working on um, borrowed time here. We only got a couple hours until game time, but if we can kind of figure out a way to make that happen, let's do it up. Um, so, yeah, so I'll, I've got – Jake, you've got both teams. Dukes, you've got the Who's. I'm going Terps. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what what a day. And what a, what a way to close out the 2021 college lacrosse season. Um, listen, guys, re- really appreciate everyone who listened along all season long. We'll, we'll, we'll save all like the sappy shit for the end of the game on Monday when we record our, our final recap. Um, but, you know, aw- awesome to have all you guys listening along the whole season. Um, and you guys have all earned a hell of a game to watch this afternoon. Uh, between Maryland and Virginia. So uh, it's, it's going to be great. Grab yourselves a couple beverages, plant your ass on the couch. If you're going to be in East Hartford, make sure to look out for Dukes. He will be on the scene. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe just, you know, slap as, as many uh, Maryland crab stickers on your car as humanly possible to get those numbers up. Um, Oh, one last thing for me, I uh, got to give a quick shout out. Springfield Delco playing in the first round of the state tournament on Tuesday. The boys just captured a district one championship. Not a big deal last week. So uh, yeah, first round of boys. First round of states coming buzzing. up on Tuesday. So let's, uh, let's keep the good vibes going. Boys, you guys got anything else? No, good luck to, to Dukes. Uh, brave soldier heading up to uh, the game tomorrow, uh, as you know, we're recording this Sunday night. So if you listen to this Tuesday morning after the game is over, this will be incredibly confusing for you. Um, and, and we don't want to confuse our listeners any more than they already are because they willingly chose to listen to us. So um, love that for you guys. Uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, we're all wrapped up with high school across down here. Lambert won again. So that's they've won five out of ten championships in the past you know 10 years so shout out lambert high school i guess i don't know uh, or georgia i saw i saw a video i saw a video i'm gonna post it actually on the crease dive right now because it reminded me talking about high school across uh go about City, to talk about the same uh, I, I was about to say about to talk about the saint anthony's goal to win that uh whoever that sophomore is the yeah the diving go. Yeah, the, the, the sickest goal in the history of the sickest goals and andrew mcadory after the game was like you know the Tom Brady like da 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 that well that song, <laughs> but Andrew McAdory and his friend are just jamming out to it, and I was like, okay, yeah, like this guy's just yeah, he no, gets Duke, it. Yeah, Duke's gonna win by I don't know, but by, by five. Know, like, yeah, <laughs> at, at least at the very Duke, least, Duke by five. <laughs> yeah, but no, shout out Garden City. They're not good this year. Manhattan's kind of goaded. Uh, go Garden City, and uh, no, if you guys are in East Hartford tomorrow, please like say what up. Um, call me a loser. Call me an idiot. Please call me whatever you want. Uh, can't wait to see you guys. All right. And in the meantime, we will be keeping it low to high to the day we die.
way you do it You play the guitar on the MTV That ain't working Awesome.